It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michael Reed on LMFM. Wednesday morning, the 29th of July. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11 a.m. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. The law banning evictions and increasing rents ends on the 1st of August. It will be replaced with new legislation which comes into effect next week. The new bill aims to respond directly to the challenges presented by COVID-19 by targeting additional supports to those who are having difficulty paying rent and because of loss of earnings as a result of the pandemic. Minister Dara O'Brien told the doll that people losing their jobs because of the coronavirus were going into rent arrears. The main source of RTB disputes since 2013 are rent arrears and overholding. And in 2019, rent arrears were cited in 28% of all RTB dispute applications. And that's a particular reason why we're focusing this legislation specifically on rent arrears. The minister is obviously concerned, but Dara O'Brien said that landlords also have rights. We will not keep landlords in the market by banning evictions indefinitely and where a landlord has a legitimate need, he or she should be able to terminate a tenancy. It is reasonable to expect during the fallout from COVID-19 especially that some landlords might well need to provide a home for a family member or to occupy the properties themselves. The upshot of all of this is uh, that most tenants will not be protected by this bill and uh, the minister immediately faced a backlash. The very first piece of legislation introduced by Minister O'Brien is nothing short of an attack on renters. It strips vital protections from the vast majority of tenants just at the time they most desperately need them. Spokesperson on housing, Ono Brin, uh, there, who is also on the line with us uh, this morning. And a very good morning to you. And uh, thanks uh, for joining us. What should the minister have done instead? Should he have placed a ban on evictions indefinitely? No, and nobody was calling for him to to introduce an indefinite ban. He should have done two things. For tenants, what he should have done is extended the ban on uh, evictions, notice to quit and rent increases until the end of the year. Uh, That's what almost all of the opposition has been calling for but also the likes of Threshold and Focus Ireland and the Simon communities. Uh, some landlords do have some legitimate concerns, uh, particularly in terms of tenants mm. who have an ability to pay and are simply refusing to do so, or who are engaged in significant antisocial behaviour. And again, what the Minister should have done is am- amended the emergency legislation to allow notices to quit in those instances, or where the, the ban would result in a landlord essentially ending up in homelessness uh, for those to be able to proceed. But you see, we, we have a difficulty at the minute. I mean, I got a call late yesterday from a, a woman in Kerry, uh, and she's lost part of her income due to COVID-19, uh, but mm. she has managed to meet her rental payments. It's the first thing she does 
uh, when she gets uh, her PUP payment uh, every week. Uh, she's not in arrears. So she has no protection from this legislation, but she is the absolute pin of her collar. Uh, and she's very, very fearful that, for example, the landlord might seek a rent increase in November, which she's now legally entitled to do. Uh, and if she's not in a position to pay that, uh, then she could face a notice to quit. In November, we're because the landlord has to give three months' notice. Exactly. And, and we're also very concerned that um, uh, uh, while there is a very limited protection for people who are in rent arrears and whose tenancy they believe is now at risk because mm. of COVID-19 income loss, there's a very cumbersome procedure for, for availing of that. Uh, and many tenants may not be able to access that because of capacity issues or language or literacy issues. But for tenants that do decide to avail of that, there are many loopholes and uh, that small number of rogue landlords that we know exist out there could avail of those loopholes and issue a notice to quit on other grounds. So we, we accepted that the emergency mm. legislation, as was agreed by the Oireachtas on the 27th of March, uh, couldn't just continue as it was. But th- there was a strong argument to say, amend that legislation, give renters the protection they desperately need. Uh, and also for those very small number of cases where tenants are abusing their tenancies, allow those cases to go to the Residential Tenancies Board and for the be to decide on those as they would ordinarily do. What will change next week or will anything change next week uh, because yeah. of how the uh, emergency legislation has now uh, been uh, overwritten by this new legislation? Uh, if somebody uh, was told that there were, or the landlord sought to increase rent, let's say, at the beginning of March, uh, does that mean that the rent will increase next week? So the first thing is, is what has been proposed is very complex, uh, and I would urge anybody who, who has any queries to consult the Residential Tenancies Board and Threshold or, or contact their local TD, because there, 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 there's a lot of detail depending on the circumstance. But for example, if I had a notice to quit issued before COVID-19, uh, and I was due to be out of the property on the 28th of March. If you were being evicted. Of those, yeah. Mm. yeah, if I have, mm. a couple of those, I have a couple of those cases in my constituency. Mm. Those people got a four-month extension on the notice to quit, but strictly speaking, they would have to be out of the property on the 2nd of August, but they've now been given to the 10th of August. So anybody whose due date was on the 28th of March now has till the 10th of August. Anybody who had a notice to quit again before the 27th of March, uh, uh, they get an extra four months added on, but their due date then is, is straight after that. Uh, anybody who got a rent increase before the 27th of March, they, they had to pay that. Uh, no rent increases and no notice to quit could be issued from the 27th of March to the 1st of of uh, August. But for all those tenants who have not lost income because of COVID-19 mm. and who are not currently in rent arrears, the pre-March 27 rules will apply from the 2nd of August, which means if you're due a rent increase, that can be served. Obviously, it's a 90-day notice that you have to get in writing before the rent actually goes up. But if that, was served, if that was served in early March, does it apply from the 2nd of August? So if it, if it was a, it served in early March, if the 90 days fell within the emergency period, it was paused for the four months. So that still won't fall. You get those four months grace uh, if it was served in advance. Um, but but the real worry, I suppose, is is either a people mm. who who might have had a notice uh, thirty day ninety day notice served say, at the end of of twenty nineteen or early twenty twenty. Yes, their rent increases will will now fall due. But also, so so so, are, so their rent increase uh, falls due uh, on the second of August, which is uh, Sunday, Monday, in other words. O- only if, and again, this is why people should really consult the mm. threshold of the RTB on the detail. If you got an, a rent increase uh, at the end of last year, early this year, and if your rent was due to increase 
on the 28th of uh, March, yeah. which was the day after the emergency legislation was introduced, your rent increase will now be due on the 10th of August. If it was introduced at any later stage, you got a four-month grace added onto it, as, as was the case if you got a notice to quit before the 28th of mm. March. And what does that mean? What date is that? Yeah, and again, for each individual yeah. case, it will depend on the date of the notice. Uh, that's why, if, if you're a tenant mm. listening to this show, mm. and if you have a rent increase or... or let's, say it was the quit, first, let's say it was the 1st of April, just to give people an example. So if it was the 1st of April, uh, 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 you will get four months added on to that. Okay, so that would be because the emergency that would be the beginning of August, though. Uh, if it was the first of April, exactly. Yeah. Okay. But 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 again, I, I just would urge mm. because there's there's a level of technical detail here. Yeah. Pick up the phone to threshold of your tenant. Pick up the phone to your local TD, uh, and we will sort you out in terms of giving you the correct advice. What we don't want to do is because I've, I've read some of the newspaper covers this mm. morning, and with the best will of the world, some of the journalists themselves covering mm. all the big yesterday struggled with the level of detail. It's an incredibly complex and cumbersome piece of legislation. That's, and that's unbelievable, though. I mean, you're one, of, you're, you're one of the most informed people in the country when it comes to this stuff, and I'm sure you're totally on top of it, and I'm sure I could throw any question at you, but uh, it's difficult to explain it. It seems to me that you're finding it difficult to explain because it is so complicated, and if it, if it is that complicated, how is anybody supposed to understand it? And, and this is the problem, and for example, uh, for those limited number of tenants for whom the minister has provided a, a ban on rent increases and notices to quit until January of next year, mm. those people have to submit a declaration in writing to their landlord and to the Residential Tenancies Board in order to avail of uh, the moratorium on notices to quit and rent increases. That can then be challenged by the landlord and there can then be a Residential Tenancies Board dispute. And look, I work with a very, very large number of tenants because obviously here in in Dublin, uh, one in four households are renters. Many renters I deal with have mental health issues, have addiction issues, have literacy issues. We obviously have a large Mm. number of people who were born outside of the island of Ireland. Some of them have language issues. And I have a real worry that while, you know, a, a, a tenant with a lot of capacity and lots of skills and education can handle this process, Lots of other lower income tenants, and these are working mm. people, by the way, mm. but mm. lots of those people will struggle to even understand how to engage with the system. From what you're and saying, uh, it, it may be difficult for landlords to understand. It may be difficult for a lot of people yeah, to understand. And, and from and, what I understand from what you're saying, uh, it, it could be a situation uh, that uh, I'd be evicted on Monday next week or that I'd face a rent increase on Monday next week. But that could be a different situation if uh, my circumstances were exactly the same, except if I was on a, a pop payment or uh, the temporary wage subsidy? Be, be, be very clear, right? Uh, nobody can be evicted on Monday of next week. If, if, Sorry, if the 10th, due, yes. Exactly, it would be the 10th. And mm. again, I know, look, th- this is why it gets very technical. No, but, but the, 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 the difference I'm trying to highlight there is if you're on a, a coronavirus payment of some sort, whether that's the pop payment or the temporary wage subsidy, uh, then your circumstances it, are different again, are they not? It's it, it actually worse than that. So right. you and I could both have lost income because of COVID-19 income loss, and we could both be on the pandemic unemployment payment. But uh, just because of difference in circumstances, I might not be in arrears and you might be in arrears. You can avail of the protections that were provided by the minister yesterday, and I can't. Um, um, and that's why it would have been much better and much simpler to extend the ban on evictions, notice to quit and, and rent increases to the end of the year. But in those limited number of cases where tenants are willfully not paying rent when they have the ability to do so, or when tenants are engaged in serious antisocial behaviour, 
or where a landlord could have ended up homeless as a result of not being able to get their property, they could have allowed for those simple exceptions to be proceeded to the Residential Tenancies Board. That would have been simple. Everybody would have understood it. And unfortunately, of course, that's not what's been done. There is one other really important mm. issue. There is a big concern about tenants who are building up into arrears because of loss of income through COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a very important piece of, of, of economic modelling published by the Economic and Social Research Institute, the SRI, recently, or yesterday, should I say. That has said that in the first couple of months after COVID, there isn't much evidence of significant rent arrears, mm. but that is likely to get worse the longer this crisis goes on and as the pandemic unemployment and the uh, uh, wage subsidy scheme payments are reduced. And this is really for people who didn't pay their rent over the last three months, for example, who may think there's no consequence because nothing happened, but they no. still owe that money. This, this is for people, for example, so, and you know, you have lots of people in, in hospitality and tourism and accommodation and construction who's, who've been temporarily laid mm. off. Mm-hmm. Some of them will have got emergency rent supplements. Some of them will be paying a little bit of their rent from their pandemic unemployment payment or wage subsidy scheme. But particularly in the large urban centres where rents are higher, they, 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 they won't be paying the full rent. Mm. Some landlords will have got mortgage moratoria, which is good, mm. although the banks are charging them extra interest for it, which isn't. Uh, and some landlords have been working with their tenants to try and work through this. The problem is there's going to be rent arrears built up at the end of this process, particularly mm. on the basis of what the minister has done yesterday. We urgently need a clear pathway to work our way out of this, and we've been calling for what we call a rent arrears debt resolution process run through the Residential Tenancies Board, where on a case-by-case basis, the RTB could look at landlords, tenants and lenders and try and come up with, with a way to deal with that uh, uh, rent arrears that doesn't keep all of the arrears, either on the tenant or the landlord, or try to find an equitable solution to it for those affected by genuine COVID-19 mm. income loss and inability to pay the full rent. But it is important to find a balance of rights, isn't there? Uh, isn't it? Uh, I mean, as uh, the Minister was suggesting, uh, landlords might want their properties. Uh, there's uh, the question mark as to whether they're still paying mortgages and not getting rent. Uh, then exactly. they might want to sell their properties. They might want one of their family members to move into the property or repair their property as the minister was saying in his contribution earlier. It is, although we, we, are, we are in the middle of an enormous health and economic crisis uh, and in, in extraordinary times, then uh, uh, extraordinary measures are required. Uh, and our approach has been to say that, look, we need everybody to be around the table and try and work our way through this. What it would not be good for us is if we had, for example, uh, uh, tenants and landlords just left to their own devices and could have significant notices to quit and evictions. You could have significant numbers of landlords deciding, look, this isn't worth it. I'm selling up and getting out of the market. And all that could destabilise our private rental sector, particularly in the big urban areas. So what we need is a clear pathway. What I will say is, is probably the people who have been most remiss in their behaviour is the banks. The idea that banks would charge additional interest uh, for a mortgage holiday during a pandemic, I, I think is absolutely outrageous. And I've spoken to good landlords who desperately want to keep good tenants who've lost their jobs temporarily because of COVID-19. They want to give their tenants some level of forbearance. Uh, but the banks either are refusing mortgage uh, payment holidays or charging up to €2,000 additional interest. Uh, and the government could have intervened and done more about that, but they didn't. But for the remaining portion of the arrears, Tenants should be eligible for rent supplement. If there's anybody listening who's in rent difficulty, has lost income due to COVID and doesn't know about rent supplement, go to your local social welfare office and apply. That will cover some of it. But there also needs to be a conversation on a case-by-case basis with landlords and tenants in a structured way to deal with this. So, for example, where I live, and mm-hmm. thankfully I, I, I've kept my job during the pandemic, but my landlord has no um, uh, mortgage uh, and my landlord has had no costs 
during the course of this crisis, other than, for example, the taxation that would be due on the income brought in. Mm. So clearly my landlord could take a little bit more pain if I was one of those people affected by COVID-19. Flip over to an accidental landlord that has a Kelty Tiger property with a very large mortgage that couldn't get a mortgage holiday, and they're paying €1,400 a month in a mortgage. Clearly that landlord's capacity to absorb uh, uh, loss of rental income is more limited. And that's why you need a structured debt resolution process on a case-by-case basis to deal with a fair distribution of the debt burden arising from COVID-19. Nobody's going to get away with this, uh, 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 I suppose, without pain. But the pain needs to be fairly shared and the banks themselves need to be doing much, much more. Okay, thank you indeed. Uh, We did ask uh, government uh, for a spokesperson this morning. Nobody was available. But thank you for uh, your time and for joining us on the programme today. That's Ona O'Brien, TD, Sinn Féin's spokesperson on housing. Michael Michael Reed on on LMFM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 